This is the Wild Sensitive Souls podcast, where we hold space for grief. In this space, we reclaim our grief as holy, as sacred, as deeply valid. I'm your host, Lisa Nagel, and I deeply believe that grief invites us in. That grief invites us into feeling and knowing even deeper levels of love, of hope, of possibility and magic. In this season of the podcast, we'll be talking about being highly sensitive, about pressure and perfection when it comes to grief, and about finding magic and hope on this journey. And truly, Bright Soul, I'm so glad that you're here. Hello beautiful and welcome back to the podcast. I hope that you've been really softly arriving in 2019 and with this just past new moon I send up so many wishes for all of us, for soft spaces to land, for hearts that heal this year, for more aliveness on our journeys and really truly deeper connection and community to surround us, to nourish us, and to hold us this year. Before we dive into today's episode, which will be all about being highly sensitive and grief, I wanted to let you know that I am taking on new one-on-one clients for the next couple of months. And the core of my work lies in togetherness and in having heart-to-heart support on your journey. Because so often, grief isolates, it separates, it makes us feel different from everybody else. It makes us feel like an alien in our own life. And in our work together, we'll softly begin healing your heart, healing your wounds, your pains, your sorrows, your grief. And we'll lean on body practices, on nature, on magic to make what's feeling abstract, lost, overwhelming about your grief touchable again. We'll dive deep for the truths that are unraveling and that want to come forward during your grief journey. We'll grow stronger roots together so that you can move forward aligned with this new reality you. And I feel like that is something really important to really hone in on that everything changed, everything's different now. And to find alignment with that newness, that new reality is so important in healing and in moving forward in a way that is not overwhelming, but that is soft and that is doable for you. And I also believe, and I've seen this in my own life and in the lives of my clients, that when we arrive in grief or grief arrives in our lives, everything that's ever needed any healing will come to the surface. It might be all the years of stored up, unexpressed, unprocessed grief, but it also might be any joy, love, heartbreak that has been laying dormant within us for years and that just needs to come out. Because sometimes even these positive feelings, even the feelings of joy and love, if they're unexpressed, they can get stuck in our bodies. They can weigh us down. They can really give us some pain and tension in our bodies. So we'll tend to those things too. 
And what also might arise is self-sabotage, self-sabotaging behaviors we've used to protect ourselves in the past and that are really wanting to heal, that are ready to go and heal. And what also often shows up is this quiet neglect of who we are, that there is so much truth and real core yes that wants to come forward in the healing process. And I know that this is like the most terrifying thing about grief, that so many other things come forward to heal and that want to be healed. But I believe and truly trust for you, for me, for everyone that these things that terrify us are also the places where we can feel the most healing, the most love, the most freedom. And another thing that I hear a lot is that we don't feel worthy of support. Like our grief should just go away on its own. Time will heal all wounds. But I don't truly believe that. And if you've been grieving for a while or if you're feeling this cloud of darkness or grief in your life, you know this to be true as well, that we can have months or weeks or days just full of tears and that nothing seems to be moving within us, that we're seemingly stuck in grief. And it feels like a lot of us make that mean that we're not worthy of support. We're not doing it. We're not doing it right. We're doing it really wrong. Otherwise, we'd be okay. And a lot of times... We feel that we are a burden, that we are a burden when we grieve because we need to take up space. We need to speak the truth. We need to just be in quiet in silence with other people. And we're not really doing it wrong. We're not a burden. And this is really something that I want you to know that your needs, whatever they may be during this season of your life, are so deeply worthy of being met. And if you've been feeling shame around how much pain you're in or how much your heart needs support, how you just need to be held during this season of your life, I've been really, I've been there. And for most of my journey, I walked alone because I didn't find any of the support that I really wanted. Everything I found felt very pressured felt like there were timelines on my grief, really narrow views and approaches to how I could heal my grief. And I truly believe and respect that every heart will need something different on their journey, that we've all arrived here in grief from different places, and that our hearts and our bodies are in different conditions when we arrive here. And I'm really here to honor that and to hold really sacred space for you without pressure, without timelines. And I'm really all about giving deeply personalized care, heart to heart, and really I'm just all in for you and I'm all in for unfiltered, real, really human sharing and caring. And as I said, that is the core of my work, that in this together your story your journey your healing they really matter to me because I've been there and I know how much grief hurts and how much we isolate when we're in grief and I want you to have the support that you need and I'm really grateful that I've found this work that I've been following my calling and that I get to 
be with you on your journey so that you are not alone and so that you may feel really reassured that you are doing okay, you're doing this right, you are not too late, you're not behind. And so if your heart is breaking, if you're in pain, if you've been feeling the presence of grief in your life, whether that is feeling stuck or whether you're just feeling lost or this weird, strange presence in your life that you can't seem to shake, I would love to connect with you on a total no-pressure feeler call to see if working together could be helpful for you, could feel nourishing and healing for your heart and your body and your mind during this season of your life. And so if you'd love to speak with me, if you'd love to connect, you can book your feeler call and find out all the details at wildsensitivesouls.com forward slash working with me. I cannot wait to be together during this season of your life and to walk heart to heart next to each other on this journey. And so let's move on to today's topic of this episode. I would love to speak to you about being highly sensitive and how that can affect our grieving process. So I believe that like being highly sensitive, we are partly born this way. We have this innate ability, this divinity within us that makes us really attuned to the emotions and the feelings of the people around us. And what I also believe is that when we grow up, we learn and attune to what's acceptable and we get even more discerning of all the different feelings and emotions we're picking up from other people. And if you're highly sensitive, you've probably heard this too, the thing that you are too much or your feelings are too much or the way you show and express your emotions are too much, you are dramatic, you're totally overdoing everything and we're often being told to kind of turn the volume of our feelings down a bit so that they're more digestible and that we're more digestible for other people and so when we arrive in grief or grief arrives in our lives I often see that I saw that for myself as well that grief is asking us to tune into the frequency of ourselves and to turn up the volume of of what's alive within us. And we are really being asked to hear the full truth and invitation in our pain, in our sorrow, in our anger, our longing, and all the other feelings that come alongside of grief. We're really being asked to turn the volume up on our whole full self. And if we've been toning it down for a while, if we've been living in that place and space of we're being too much, we need to be more quiet, our feelings need to be more regulated, just know that in grief, that feeling of feeling stuck in grief or lost in grief can often come from feeling numb to our feelings or if we're having the volume too low on our feelings. And we're being asked to turn it up to really hone in on what the feelings are really telling us. And I like to make this connection between being full of feelings um, to being full of life in our grief. Because when we feel really in that sad spot of our grief, in that pit of grief where we just feel we cannot feel anything anymore, there's just sadness of we can turn up the volume 
on all the other feelings we arrive back in life we are plugging back into the world around us we are engaging again with all of ourselves and we are not limiting ourselves to only sadness in our grief and as i've mentioned before in previous episodes there are these expectations as to what feelings are acceptable in grief and so sadness is a big one especially if you are a woman sadness is totally okay and acceptable but you still better do it behind closed doors and so as highly sensitive people i always advise and really do this for myself as well that when grief really arrives and hits me in my life i choose to retreat more i choose to nap more sleep more give myself my body rest and rest away from the world more space to hang out with my feelings without anybody judging my feelings or telling me i'm too much because truly i believe that this is the last thing we need and grief is to be judged whether we're doing it too loud whether we're doing it too quiet or whether we look sad enough or not sad enough whether we're just seemingly taking it just okay when it's really truly us just trying to get by and so as a highly sensitive person i invite you to to arrive and respect that pattern in your life to respect your outward expression of your grief just as much as you do the inner expression of your grief, your inner feelings. And to know that you don't have to look a certain way to let others know that you're grieving. Grief can look very different for everybody. And you're not doing it wrong if it doesn't look like your neighbors or the loved one you're sitting next to. Grief is really truly unique. And it's a unique expression within everybody because we've all grown up in different places and spaces. We've had different stories told and we've been telling ourselves different stories about feelings and grief and what to do and how we got here. And so really respect that within yourself um, when you're grieving. And if you're feeling yourself in a place of judgment for how you're dealing with your grief. I really encourage you to view this as part of divinity as well. That place where you feel you're not doing it right or you're too much of that, too little of that. Just know that there is divinity in those spaces as well. That there's that energy that needs to be honored in those spaces as well. That even that feeling of, am I doing it right? is really special and it's sacred and it's sweet to be honored because acknowledging, honoring, really paying it attention and awareness, giving it a moment of real attention and awareness can really shift things and help move things forward. Another thing I wanted to touch on today was feeling overstimulated and overwhelmed and exhausted in grief. As highly sensitive people, we're really so attuned to ourselves and the opinions of other people as to how we are dealing with our grief that we can get really overstimulated and exhausted. And there's a couple of things that I like to do and that I tell all my clients about that are really simple, easy things that really take 
that overstimulation and calm it down that help meld our exhaustion into softness and into rest and one of the first things I always talk about and always do is to give myself permission to numb and numbing is very controversial in a lot of places because if you are spiritual or if you are anywhere on the self-development path numbing is something you're not supposed to do you should not do it and so when we are in place of overstimulation and exhaustion and we cannot find rest in a nap or in sleep and our whole mind is just overworked and over busy with thoughts and feelings and we're trying to process it all I believe that giving ourselves permission to numb for example being on your phone for half an hour or 20 minutes and to really just numb out on social media that that can give us a sense of rest a sense of where our minds don't have to be as alert and I believe that the judgment that we have or the way we beat ourselves up about numbing or about feeling this need or want to numb that that is even more destructive of who we are and it's worse than the numbing act in itself and so I give you full-on permission to numb for a bit to give in to that need and want and to numb just for a bit not forever but just to give your energy field, your mind, a break. And I think that is really one of the most important little things that are very simple to do when you're feeling overstimulated and exhausted. And if you feel it's more on a physical level where you feel like your whole body is scattered somehow in different places, spaces, energy fields, what I love to do is just hold myself, hold my body, really becoming aware of the boundaries of my body, the boundaries of my physical self. Because a lot of times when we're in that overstimulated mode or that really just being exhausted, we are outside of our bodies. We are operating from our minds only. And this can really help us find our way back into our body. And especially if we're exhausted, we're not going to go run around the block or maybe walk even because maybe that even feels too hard and if that doesn't feel too hard if you're feeling exhausted but at the same time very wired or buzzing I encourage you to maybe really run around the block walk out in nature dance to a song just to move and feel the energy moving in your body again and as I've mentioned before the same goes for this space of overstimulation and exhaustion. Just to take some time for yourself to close the door behind you and just sit with yourself. Sit with what is alive within you in that moment, with the feelings that are right at the surface that want to be expressed or just seen. And allow yourself to be in that space of just caring for yourself not needing to take care of anybody else in the process but to just have that time and space to uncouple from everybody else's energies and to see what is true for you today what is true for you in that moment 
and what you need to do in order to move ahead, move forward in the feelings, in your exhaustion, whatever you need. Really give that to yourself. Allow yourself to give that to yourself. And another thing I wanted to touch on today as we're speaking about being highly sensitive is that what happens if you are highly sensitive and a loved one or a friend of yours or family of yours is grieving and how can you support them but also take care of yourself? So the first thing that I think is really important to remember is that if you're feeling the need, the want to be with that person, to be really close with that person and to not leave them alone, give yourself permission to do that. As highly sensitive people, we can sometimes have this advice as a lot about being by yourself and tuning in for yourself and taking time, setting boundaries, shielding yourself from other people's energies. But if you're feeling this need and want, desire in your heart to be with the other person, allow yourself to do that and really respect that desire in your heart to be with that person and know that if you're having that desire, it is worthy and valid of being heard, of being seen, of being acted upon. And even if that means that you are taking on some of their energy, allow that to be okay. You're not doing it wrong. You're not failing. You're not failing at being a highly sensitive person. You're not not doing it right. And I think there's just a lot of judgment that might need to be released around that, that you're not supposed to do that as a highly sensitive person because of all the things you've read that you need time for yourself, you need da-da-da-da-da, and you cannot do that you cannot be with other people all the time because you will be exhausted and so really respect that desire within you if that is what is feeling true for you and also something that i like to always point out is that for example if you're with them a lot if you're with them all the time but for example it is your partner and you go to sleep at night you're laying next to each other and they are beginning to pour their heart out to you again maybe just give them a sad time where everything is good you can totally share with me all during out the throughout the day but just 10 minutes before I go to bed I need some space to settle into the energies to digest the day to come home to myself to find that soft soothing moment before sleep but I'm really here for you in the morning again do you want to hold hands to really offer support while still knowing what you need in that moment and you can do this throughout the day as well where you feel like wow i just need like three minutes or five minutes of just sitting together just being together and holding each other or maybe just putting your hand on their knee or their leg and not talking really you can fully fine-tune how you're doing this how you're moving with them through their grief If you're feeling the opposite of this, if you are in a situation where a loved one is grieving, family is grieving, friends are grieving, and you really do not have the energy, you do not have this desire in your heart to be with them, to allow yourself to be there too, 
to allow yourself to be there in that space with yourself and to respect that need and desire within you and really trusting that this desire is, ju is just as divine as the desire to be with them and that this is working out for you and for them. And also, this does not make you a bad person if this is something that you're feeling within, that you do not want to deal with this at the moment. Respect your capacity for dealing with things. And if you are over your capacity, it will feel off. And so allow yourself to be in that space of respect for your heart, your mind, your body, and move from there. You can always change your mind. You can always adjust your boundaries. You can always adjust what you want to give or what you're willing to give. And allow yourself to really move with that natural rhythm within you. And so highly sensitive soul, I really hope that this felt helpful and made you feel less alone. I'm really here with you and I would love to connect with you if you're feeling stuck, lost, just in a lot of pain and need support. I'm also really, really grateful for all the reviews you've left. They really made my day and I really love doing these episodes. And I cannot wait to talk to you next week where we'll be talking all about magic and how magic can really help us navigate and heal in our grief. So until then, I'm sending you so much love and comfort lots and lots of comfort okay talk to you soon thank you so much for listening and tuning in if it's doable for you today please leave a review so that more people can find the podcast it really would mean the world thank you i've also got a free gift for you a guidebook to help you remember that your grief is truly holy there's practices, tools, and ritual suggestions you can lean on right away. You can find it at wildsensitivesouls.com. If you have any questions you'd like me to answer about grief, write to me at lisa at wildsensitivesouls.com.